Hello from the San Diego County Bar Association in San Diego, California. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Adriana Linares. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. I am here with our good pal, Adriana Linares. It's been a little while. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Lawrence. Thanks for asking. We are in one of the country's most beautiful cities right now, and apparently we are following you on another adventure like we commonly do. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so where are we exactly? What's going on here? Well, we're at the San Diego County Bar Association, which happens to be also one of the most beautiful bar association offices I've ever been in or seen. And here we are. It is very aesthetically pleasing. I have to say that when I walked in, just the uh, just the general vibe in here was positive. I've just from like the front door all the way through. It was very nice here. From what I understand, I'm still kind of new. I guess that's why what we're going to talk about in a minute. Their goal was to build a different type of bar association. So there's a great lounge, the member lounge. When you walk in, what what you and I are talking about is when you walk in. There's a receptionist desk, but then in front of you, there's just this wide open space with couches and chairs and meeting rooms all around and a member lounge. And uh, it's great. It's really beautiful. And it overlooks the city and you can see some of the water and it's really a nice place to come and get to work. You know, I noticed the very fine pizza that uh, (laughs) was up there because I was uh, really hungry. And not only was there pizza, but there were these cookies that were distributed today by some place called... Mr. Biff's or O Biff's or something about a Biff. <laughs> Mr. Biff's. Which were, and I'm not a big sweets and cookie eater, but I ate some and they are the most delicious cookies I've ever had. So thank you. All right. Karen Core, well, coordinator of the San Diego Bar Association's cookie orders. She's I guess. making sure everybody's well fed. Yes. All right. So why are we here? You know, I hear that uh, you've got a new position here at the San Diego County Bar Association and it's called the member technology officer. So I guess the obvious question, what is that? Yeah, that's so cool. So right, that's why we're here. We're going to record a couple of podcasts. Um, It's one of the projects I'm working on in my new role as the MTO. It's pretty cool. So the Bar Association leadership decided that at some point, they decided they needed to put a little more emphasis on helping members with technology, which of course... Come on, if anybody ever listens to the podcasts I'm on or I host, you know that I'm a big proponent of technology competence for lawyers. So uh, they put out a job position opening for a member technology officer. And I live in Orlando and New Orleans. So, you know, I'm literally on the other side of the coast. And I can't remember how this job posting landed in my inbox, but I saw it and I read it and I thought, oh, wow. That's awesome. That's like my dream job. And uh, it came down to they were looking for somebody who would make themselves available on a regular basis to help lawyers and law firms that are members as a member service. By the way, the members aren't paying for any of this. Someone to call up and talk to about technology decisions and technology questions. And so I saw the job description. I thought, oh, man, that's totally my dream job. But I don't really want to move to San Diego. I can't move to San Diego. And I have a consulting company and um, I, you know, kind of like my life, but at the very bottom of the job description, it said, we'll consider part-time for the right experience. I mean, talk about the, the fine print. And um, I looked at that and I thought, 
hmm, you know what? I'm just going to send an email. And I'm going to ask. I'm going to say, hey, uh, emiller at sdcba.org. I didn't know who I was emailing. I'm going to email this person and say, I saw your job posting. Um, I'm a consultant. I have this world out here, but I see that you would consider a part-time. I'm wondering if you would consider an outsourced consultant or contractor for this job. And I thought for sure he or she, which as it turns out, it's a she named Ellen Miller, was the executive director of the bar here, replied back and said, hmm, that's interesting. What would that look like? And then I thought, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She didn't say no way. Like I would think that most bar associations would. So I said, I gave her some ideas and I said, well, you know, this day and age, most of your members probably aren't coming into the bar. And if you did have someone in the bar, chances are that much of their work would be talking to members and working with members over the internet and through the phone and through email anyway. So I'm just wondering if there's a a fit and a role for that. And she took that idea. She and I finessed the idea a little bit more. And she took the idea to the leadership board and to the technology committee. And they had me come in for an interview with everyone else that applied for the job. And um, much to their credit as just a bar association that's thinking about outside the box and being innovative, they said, yes, let's do it. So I am pretty much part-time here, about half-time. I still have my whole other world, but I do come to San Diego. It's part of my arrangement. One week out of the month where I'm here on site, meeting with members, doing things like this, um, working on projects. And then the other three weeks out of the month, I get to work remotely. And um, we've set up a resource center where members can chat with me or make appointments at any time during the weeks when I'm not here or come meet me in person. Did you uh, reveal to them that you're a technology diva? (laughs) No. (laughs) I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want them to think I was overqualified. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's great. I mean, uh, as you know, we have kind of a similar work remote model. It actually allows me to live out here full time, which I absolutely love living in San Diego. Beautiful city. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's just amazing just the, the work environment that, uh, we have access to, you know, why can't you be anywhere working and uh, talking to people and helping them run better practices through technology, you know, across state lines. So for me, this is a a no brainer. And I've of course had other, had conversations just like this with other bar associations that have said, no, you have to move to insert name of capital city in a really remote place where nobody would ever really want to live. And um, it never worked out. So like I said, I think this is an innovative bar. And that's one of the reasons they created this position. And they want to really do things differently. So I appreciate the opportunity. And I've been here now since I started in May. and started coming in once a week, um, June, July, and August. But really, it was August when we started putting out there that I was available and making it known. Because I was doing a lot of back-end work, building a resource center at sdcba.org forward slash law and tech. It's all spelled out, law and tech. And it's a resource center for members, but um, it's for anybody really. And right now it's just has some curated content on there, some original content. We're going to keep adding to it and hoping that maybe with some interest, maybe there's going to be a podcast. So that's why we're starting with these episodes on the road and um, see what sort of interest we get. So I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I know you have technology in your title, but I would imagine it's a little bit more than just the technology component. So what do you help the members with? You know, it's 
really not very different than the typical consulting I've been doing for 15 years, 20 years in helping lawyers figure out how to use technology better. And so far, honestly, the questions that have come in with members, from members and by members have been the same questions that lawyers are struggling with every day right now. What is Office 365? What are the cloud-based services that I can and I should use? I've been thinking about a Mac. Can I run my practice on a Mac? Trying to be more remote. You know, traffic in California can be kind of heavy. How can I run my practice a little more mobile-friendly? So much of my work so far has really just been talking to lawyers about options and choices, pointing them in the direction of member benefits, like some Clio, Ruby, Receptionist, and LawPay are three of the member benefits. So it's easy for me to say, we'll take a look at Clio. But by the way, Clio has some competitors and they're really good too. So make sure you take a look at those. I had today actually a funny situation where there's a solo practitioner who has an assistant, but the solo practitioner couldn't come and he sent his assistant, who's a young guy. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he didn't want to miss the appointment. So he sent the- Actually makes a lot of sense. Right. Like, why not come? So he sends the assistant in, which is a really funny conversation because now it's not the actual lawyer I'm talking to, right? It's his assistant who probably a little more frankly discusses the issues that they're having. And they're nothing new and nothing weird. It's really just, I have a growing, small, solo practice. How can I use technology to be more organized and more streamlined? So those are the types of things really for members. Um, I'm also organizing a bunch of, we have Tech Tuesday. Every Tuesday is known as Tech Tuesday here at the bar where we put an emphasis on technology. So there are Bar Bites, which is just a quick tip that goes out on the website. There are blog posts and seminars and webinars that we're planning over the next year. So does Tech Tuesday compete with Taco Tuesday? Um, they go hand in hand, as Taco Tuesday and Tech Tuesday should. Excellent, excellent. That will definitely draw a crowd. <laughs> Without a doubt. So one of the things I've been observing recently, uh, just in the professional world, is that uh, people are staying in their fields a little bit longer. So they've, uh, I, I don't know if it's related to recession or or what, but their their horizon for retirement got pushed back a few years. And so they're kind of faced with this, this, uh, these choices where do I innovate or do I retire? I've been okay. hearing this. I've been having this conversation in our travels with uh, not just attorneys, but also uh, some doctor friends that I know. And so I just wanted to, to kind of get back to that. So are you helping people that are coming at this from a totally blank slate? They're like, I am doing the least. I am basically using a sundial to tell time. <laughs> You know, I am reading hieroglyphics in the cave. My practices definitely needs an update. So what, where is, I guess, the most primitive starting point from uh, a technology sense that you're starting from? So it's a little mix. Today I talked, actually you and I together had on New Solo a member who is a young lawyer just starting and using, figuring out how to use technology. And then a couple of days ago, I had a gentleman come in who basically said that same thing to me. He says, I'm such and such years old and maybe people will look at me and think I should be retiring. He goes, but I'm not ready to retire. I just do want to be able to be a little bit more mobile. And he had been using a practice management program, which I've never heard of. It was very obscure. And Did it use carbon paper? No, no, it was actually, I, it's a, it was a, an actual practice management program, except it, it's not cloud-based. Anyway, it was a very funny conversation because let's pretend that it was called John's practice management system. <laughs> Apparently, when you call support, John answers. <laughs> and and he wasn't complaining. He liked it. And, you know, he said it served its purpose, but I really need an app on my phone and I really needed to be more mobile. And I 
don't, it, it comes, I guess it comes with a lot of support requirements because it's a program that requires updates and stuff. So to answer your question, there's obviously a lot of young lawyers, but there are most certainly a lot of professionals who, like you said, aren't going to retire soon. Maybe they don't want to retire and they have an interest in, in using technology just to, to make their lives easier. So what you're saying is that there's really no question that's too beginner level for you're happy to yeah. talk with everybody comes in. And so don't be embarrassed if you, if you feel like that uh, you haven't imp implemented enough technology, nothing right. to be ashamed of. Come down and talk with us. Exactly. There is uh, no stupid question except the one that goes unasked. I think that's the saying. And exactly. And the truth is most of the conversations I expect to have here aren't going to be any different than the conversations I have with lawyers outside the Bar Association. And they do definitely range. I certainly enjoy conversation with lawyers who have been using technology to the hilt and they're either looking for the next best thing or they're looking to solve some obscure problem. Like I had a lawyer email me yesterday. She, uh, we did an Excel webinar on Tuesday. She emailed me afterwards and uh, she said, you know, I was wondering, is there any way I can export Gmail, Gmail's to Excel. I have a need for that. And um, I, I thought, well, there must be a way. And my brain kind of, you know, did the spidey thing. And I said, well, that seems like the job, a job for Zapier. So I went to zapier.com and I found exactly what she was looking for. And so the point there is, could she have Googled that? Probably. Would she have Googled exactly the right term to find that? Probably, maybe. Could she ask me and I kind of knew exactly where to look and had an idea and saved her the time and just sent her the link back and said, oh my gosh, here's exactly what you were looking for. I didn't know it existed either, but at least I have a bigger sort of knowledge pool to dive into to make researching the things that even I don't know to answer for lawyers because I can't answer every question um, a little bit easier for them. So I appreciate those questions. That was fun and easy. <laughs> So we talked a little bit about some of the issues that you handle with the members, but uh, where's the where's the boundary? So what what things are you not handling? Oh yeah, that's a good question. So I probably won't go to a member's house to set up their Wi-Fi. <laughs> you don't do that? No, <laughs> I don't even set up my own Wi-Fi. Right? I have people. Doesn't everybody have people? One of the things I want to make sure is very clear is I'm not an emergency support service. So if you get a virus or you have a document that's corrupted and a filing is due in five minutes, this is probably not the right place to come looking for help because um, this is more of a proactive than a reactive support center for members. So I think that's an important thing for, for members to know. I'm, I'm always happy to answer any question. I just don't want emergencies coming at us. And then, um, you know, anyone expecting that we're 24-7 tech support. But... Every law firm and lawyer should certainly have in their directory of contacts that service. It's an important service to have. Excellent. Well, so in addition to helping the members with the technology questions, I know you're working on some other projects here. So what are those? So we've got a lot of things in the hopper. Um, the Law Plus Tech Resource Center has probably been my biggest focus, and that's just creating a place where members can find um, guides and resources and news and information about legal technology. So the technology committee had identified prior to my joining the bar four specific areas of focus that they wanted the resource center to be broken into. So when you visit the resource center, you'll see ESI and e-discovery as the first um, or one of the main topics, trial practice and litigation topics, 
technology and practice management and technology and ethics. And I think one of the other things we want to emphasize is this is not where you're going to go to find the ethics committee's opinions on everyday ethics. It's very specifically geared toward the use of technology and ethical considerations in the practice of law. Same with practice management for me. So we have blog 401 through the bar, which has a lot of practice management tips, but law plus tech is really going to focus on the technology side of practice management, which is fun. And so this is a website area, right? Yeah, that's sdcba.org forward slash law and tech. And did I see a chat bot that looks like you? Yeah, except it's not a bot. It's like really me. So part of my, my arrangement with the bar, of course, is that I'm available during the week remotely. So right now the hours are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from, um, now I have to do a time shift from 9 a.m. Pacific to 3 p.m. Pacific, um, typically online, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And if they visit that, that site, you'll see a little chat at the bottom. Hey, I'm Adriana. I'm here to help. And they can always set up an appointment. Um, there's also a link on there to see my calendar and hop on the calendar and make an appointment for a remote conference or get to see me when I'm in the office, usually the first week of every month. It moves a little bit. You know, it's going to have to because sometimes there are holidays or big events like Clio next month, the Clio Cloud Conference I plan to be at. So we're going to move my week in the office up, I think. But there's a calendar also that shows when I'm actually in the office and when I'm available remote. Does anybody ever prank you on the, uh, the text app there? <laughs> no. So they don't ask you if the resource center is Not running and then, you know, you right. say, well, yeah, absolutely it is. And they say, well, why don't you go catch it? <laughs> Not yet, but... Thanks for giving them all the ideas. <laughs> well, it sounds great. So uh, another uh, another question for you, you know, now that you've got some connections uh, here in California and it seems like the responsibilities are growing and, uh, you know, you're making some uh, headway, are you going to move to San Diego? I don't have any plans to move to San Diego permanently right now, but I love coming here. Um, one of the reasons I decided to really pursue this is my brother lives here and you're here, Lawrence, one of my best that friends. That is true. That's true. Yeah. So I have good occasion to come here on a regular basis and visit, see my brother, but I, I definitely enjoy coming here. And one of the cool things I've done is I've been staying in different parts of the city. So I've stayed in North Park. I stayed in South Park. Um, this week I'm at Shelter Island. So I'm really getting to know different parts of the city. I stayed at downtown last time or yeah, a couple times ago. And it's just, it's really lovely. It is a beautiful city. I don't understand why it's so cloudy because everybody talks about the weather in California and I've seen a lot of clouds while I'm here, people. But um, it is, it's beautiful. And I love the people at this bar. I work with a lot of bar associations, either peripherally or planning events or, and all over the country. This is a really good bar. All right. Well, before we close it down, I have just one more question for okay. you. If people want to reach out to you, and obviously you gave a little information for the website, how can they find you? Sure. Definitely. Um, stcba.org forward slash law and tech is a great place to contact me. But my email here is MTO, member technology officer at sdcba.org. And I still have Twitter under my own personal handle, which is Adriana L on Twitter. And um, I think those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our host guest, guest host, <laughs> Adriana Linares, for joining us today. And also, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. See you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network.
If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Bye.